Welcome to the Multivac Podcast, the place for the food industry to get the answers to their most frequently asked questions. Brought to you by the market-leading process and packaging machinery business, Multivac. Each episode, we're hosted by a team of industry experts. So sit back, grab a coffee, and join us for our next discussion. So welcome to the episode three of the Multivac Podcast here again. Unfortunately, Elliot's not here. So whoever, you know, is tuning in just to hear Elliot or see Elliot, Disappointment, sorry. Bad luck. Sorry. I'll just introduce everyone here. So um, I'm Chris. I was in episode one. Um, I think I was ejected for episode two, maybe performance. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but uh, invited back. Um, and uh, so we've we've got some other people here as well. So I'll just introduce yourselves as we go around. So Carl? Yeah, so I'm Carl Jones, um, and I'm the processing product manager for Multifact UK. Um, so we look after... Everything at the front end that effectively grinds, mixes, processes onto packaging. Nice. I'm Sam Telling. I'm marketing executive at Multivac UK, and I am responsible for holding all of these people here today. <laughs> yeah, excellent, <laughs> excellent. And, and we've got a, a guest um, with us today as well. So uh, this is Philip. Do you want to introduce yourself, Philip, and what you do? Hi, I'm Philip Pierce. I'm a vegan restaurateur and cookbook author based in Bath. Very nice. Excellent. Um, so do you want to give us just a quick overview of, um, you know, how long you've been a vegan, maybe why you be, you became vegan, what was the driving force behind becoming vegan, and just give us an insight into into yourself. Um, personally, I've, I've been vegan for 30, nearly 30 years. I worked on a farm as a child and was into cooking and learned about it vegan diets at school and it just all sort of fell into place like that really just loved to cook and loved fresh food okay so, yeah wow that's how it started and so have you seen so obviously you, you in your cafe you just oh, it's all vegan products yeah yes freshness is important for us mm-hmm. um, freshness of food um with the a lot of vegan products you got you, as i said to you off mic you've got to pick the right products there's some really good mass-produced products out there there's also some not so good (laughs) so yeah it's this get the industry's getting there yeah and i i I feel that the industry is getting there because they are enticing a lot more people to go vegan to go plant-based and even have you know meat-free tuesday meat-free thursday things like that i think that is becoming a more uh often thing that's happening in homes Okay, so one of the things that the podcast or we we decided to sort of base the podcast around was um, we did a taste test last week in Multivac UK. Um, and as I said, we got a load of products in, cooked them up uh, and invited some of the staff to come and taste them. Uh, so the first one that we'll go through is the sausages. So um, we bought in a, lo- a lot of sausages. Um, we've got some, uh, Sam's going to show some packs there that we uh, we got in. So um, <laughs> this uh, brand. This isn't pork sausages. This isn't <laughs> pork sausages. Um, I also like the branding and the, the, the labelling on them, vegan and plant-based products. I think they're a lot um, more in your face, more vibrant. Bit of humour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Especially the, um, we'll show later, I think, have we got a packet of the... The La Vie. Yes, we do. Oh, when yeah, you pull, yeah. have you, I don't know whether you've noticed, when you pull the pack out, 
there's a there's a, a message in the in the cardboard sleeve right. underneath. Yeah, it's it's quite amusing, but <laughs> but yeah, it's it's so they they are a, a very vibrant, a very colourful in your face. So so what were the uh, what were the results for the sausage taste testing, Sam? Um, the one that came up top was this sausages. Okay. Um, this isn't caramelised onion. Isn't pork caramelised onion sausages? They were really enjoyed by everybody, to be honest. Um, they cooked well. They tasted good. <clears throat> And then the runner-up was the Huera Spanish chorizo sausages. Which that was nice. I think we were all a bit surprised by that, weren't we? Yeah, mm. so yeah. The texture of chorizo is something that's pretty difficult to they're replicate. They were popular in the office, y- Yeah, they were, yeah. They were. Yeah. 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 I bet my standout favourite was um, this isn't pork sausages. That's what I had for dinner last night. Is it really? And that that wasn't set up either. Philip actually brought that pack in just to show us that that would be his favourite, and and we can agree with him, can't we? Absolutely, Definitely. yeah. Because you liked it as well, didn't you, Carl? I did, yeah, I did. Um, I'm predominantly a meat eater, so, yes. and I, I don't yeah. eat very many vegan products. Um, but yeah, I did enjoy those. those again. I would, yeah, I would. And <laughs> to, uh, part of the draw to them as well, I think, is it says on the front, 75% less saturated fat mm. than, real, than real pork. I mean, that that that's not to be ignored. No, exactly. And I, so that was, uh, so I was uh, took the role of chef uh, and cooked them on uh, on our grill. Um, we're all still here. <laughs> we're all still here. We survived. <laughs> yeah. Which is surprising, honestly. Yeah. Um, I, I, but that was one of the things that surprised me was the, um, the fat content that came out of mm. some of the burgers, some of the sausages. I don't know whether I just thought, well, it's a plant-based product. There's going to be no fat or there's going to be nothing that sort of drip loss comes from it. Well, that's, I don't know. Um, it's funny you say that because I think some of them use coconut milk. Mm. Like really? Coconut milk as the fat. Yeah, they're trying to they're trying to work on the mouthfeel more, I think. That's, that's right. Why, and that's why they've improved in the last couple of years, I think. Yeah, and as you know, as soon as you heat that coconut milk, it, it melts. Yeah. Okay. And it gives off the impression that it's fat. So, and I think that's where some of our processing kits come along a long way as well. Mm. In that, what you put in the front end, in terms of those particles, you want to be able to get out of the back end. Yeah, and that, definitely. And, that, and that's where the machinery producers are working. Uh, well, we work with Risco, obviously, and the meat pump that we use treats the product very gently so that you get the same texture out the other end. Yeah. And I think that's very important to the consumer that it has a good texture. And because Lasker have done work on the paddles as well, haven't they? Yeah. With it, different paddle configuration mixing, with mixing. Intermeshing paddles. Yeah. All of that sort of thing. So. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. What about the casing though? Because some, um, a few people from the office commented on the casing for the sausages, especially the chorizo ones. It wasn't, it didn't look too appealing when it first started to cook, did it? So yeah, I think, um, I think with the, with the sausages, obviously because it's plant-based, I think it's more of a synthetic casing. So obviously, meat sausages mm. have a natural casing on it. Um, they've got a sort. Of, I think the producers are trying to mimic that bite feeling when when eating right, a sausage. Yeah. Yeah. And I think going with a synthetic. But I would agree when cooking the certainly the Huera sausage, it looked a bit strange, like the casing was peeling off mm. it. Um, but I suppose once you've cooked it, it's as long as you don't cook it, you don't see what's happening and you just eat it. It goes down the same hole. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> you know. But um but yeah, I think that is a big thing is 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 looking at the casing, the processing and, and, and that side of it. 
You need to try and imitate that almost crunch of a real sausage. Mm. Yeah. And that's a difficult thing to yeah, do. Yeah, that's true, When actually. you haven't got meat, that's a very difficult thing to I mean, to there, was, there was one that was, um, I can't remember the name of it now, but it was mainly just filled with vegetables, so it had beans in it and mm. whole beans and right. things like that. Uh, and I actually really, really like that. So you, it, it's it's a sausage or a cylinder, you know, um, <laughs> you know uh, uh, filled That's with like vegetables. A, but yeah. it was nice. Yeah, it was nice that the, the veg wasn't all you know mul or processed or, or mulched yeah. up. And a combination of the two would be nice. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say. So that yeah. what you're talking about there is like an actual vegetarian sausage, isn't it? Yeah. So it's yeah. not like a meat alternative sausage. Yeah, exactly. It's, a, it's yeah. two different sort of areas, isn't there? Like. Yeah, I guess as well, you get some more flavours from ones like that too. Because there were some that we tried um, that were just plain pork, were well, imitating plain yeah. pork. And they were just too too bland, really. Obviously, this is like caramelised onion, Spanish chorizo, so offered quite a bit more flavour. But mm. yeah, some of them were a bit dry, weren't they? And there was one that was, um, I can't remember the name of it, but there was one that was, um, it was as if the mixture had been processed way too much. Mm. So it had been ground down way, way, way right. too much. And it just didn't have any texture. It didn't have any taste. It was right. just Almost horrible. becomes like a Couple hot dog people texture. spat that one out. Didn't yeah, they, they yeah. did. Yeah, <laughs> I wish I could remember the name of it, but yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, that was plain horrible. Uh, <laughs> <but> <laughs> you Good job. That brand, Good job. You can't yeah. remember the name of it, really. Yeah, I was, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Maybe I shouldn't have mentioned it, yeah, even if I did remember. But yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah definitely. I think from a packaging perspective, though, I mean, both of these two look pretty good, don't they? They'd like both stand out on supermarket <clears throat> shelves, I'd say. In yeah. terms of the branding. Yeah, I, I think, think so. A big thing Different. to take away from this is they just look like they're packaged like normal sausages. Mm. Yeah. So the, the equipment used to package these things doesn't change from meat to non-meat. Yeah, definitely. Or, and to process as well. So. Mm. And while I think that, um, so the, the this brand, I find that it's clever what they've done. So they can use this on everything. So this isn't, and then the the product after it. Yeah. I also find it annoying as well yeah. because <laughs> when you're talking about this, people are going, "Yeah, but what are you talking about?" Yeah, look at that. No, the brand this. <laughs> yeah, but what? So yeah, I, it, it's good, and I, I also find it annoying as well. Yeah. It needs to be memorable, I guess. Yeah. Very yeah. True. And it, 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 they've done a, some very good social media campaigns okay. um they did um so they've had a lot of criticism from uh or piers morgan they've done a lot of criticism as an endorsement of plant-based <laughs> products and i know that um the ceo of this had um an ice sculpture of um piers morgan made and he wheeled it to leicester square and um when they unveiled or launched their frozen products Wow, and it was sort brilliant. Of, and it was it, so it it got a lot of traction on mm. social media because it was Piers Morgan life size frozen, uh, and yeah, they were launching their frozen uh, range. Was that the one that he threw in the bin? Yes. On TV. Yeah, that right. was okay. it. Really? That, yeah. that was it, Carl. That he, was he threw it, it in the bin. Yeah, I saw the CEO bro. That was the best thing that ever could have happened. To yeah, us. exactly. Wow. And then he's latched on that now, and he sort of uses Piers Morgan brilliant. in a lot of their uh, campaigns. So yeah, yeah, play perfect. So the second product uh, that we tested were burgers. Um, so we've got um, some samples here that, uh, that that we cooked up again. Again, I'm surprised by the um, the oil or uh, that came from them. Um, I don't know why. Just sort of conditioned my head to there's nothing going to come from them. <laughs> but um, but yeah, we we looked at these ones and uh, so we've got um, so in our ranking system, 
who was first and, and, and second? Meatless Farm came up first, actually, which I don't know why, but I was surprised at that. I didn't expect yeah. them to come first. Not mm. too sure why. Um, and then number two was Beyond Burger, which is obviously very well known, that one. Um, number three was Future Burger, which was one that was new to all of us, I think, wasn't yeah. it, when we got that one? Um, and then in fourth place, we had the Vegetarian Butcher with Patty on the back. Definitely. And I, I think that for me, um, so the Beyond Burger, I think from the marketing and the advertising, um, that was in my head before I tasted it was going to be my favourite. Um, but I did like the Meatless Farm. Mm. It's sort of maybe equal. Um, um, and then also I was a, not disappointed, but the, the taste of the vegetarian butcher, uh, again, the marketing from them is, is very good. Um, yeah. And we actually met those guys at the Plant-Based World Expo mm -hmm. um, in November last year um, and tasted some of their chicken products, which were really nice as well. Yeah, they lovely. Were... They had a great little stand, didn't they? They did. So have you tasted any of these? Uh, yeah, all of them. Oh, nice. yeah. I'm a dedicated uh, <laughs> product searcher. I always want to try something new. <laughs> And, and and would you have a favourite out of these four that we've got here? So on the desk, we've got four four packets with the burgers in it. Um, yeah, I probably agree with you guys, actually. I think the Meatless Farm, um, the, the Beyond Burger, I usually cook if friends come around for barbecue or something mm -hmm. like that because I know that they, most of them won't even notice the difference. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I probably agree with you guys. The Meatless Farm seems to come in best and followed by the Beyond Burger. And it, the other thing I noticed when I was cooking them up as well is that um, you they look like a burger, like a meat right, burger. Yeah. So mm -hmm. you get, if you're doing it on a griddle, you get the lines, it colours mm. up nicely, yeah. it looks tasty, it it's looks juicy, doesn't it? Looks yeah, exactly, yeah. Mm. What did you think, Sam? I think one thing that we all found is sort of the longer that it, I mean, it's probably like the same with most products, meat or not, but the longer that we sort of left it, it did, the texture of it did start to go a bit almost rubbery yeah um mm. after a while that. yeah so obviously like usually you just cook something and eat it straight away but i guess if you were having something like a barbecue you might sort of cook a load up leave them on the side um but yeah i think i'd agree they all cooked up quite well obviously this one i think we were all a little bit dubious of to start with just so which because one's of the that? look of it the future burger okay um, yeah but i mean the packaging again the packaging nice bright green packaging is quite sort of Almost a bit futuristic, isn't it? Stands out on the shelves, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Does. Yeah. yeah, it's the future of burgers. Yeah. So the one, the one thing I, I like about the vegetarian butcher as well, it's, it's sort of, from you know, ages ago, mm, like an old school deco, butcher. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, that that sort of appeals to me as well. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I um, love their branding. It does. It's it's nice. Yeah, and then the other thing that we did as well last week um, when we were tasting them, so Sam got some vegan mayo, um, and we got some. How'd you get on with that? Yeah, nice. Yeah. I was surprised actually. No, you no. Everyone seems to be making it. Yeah, seems to be making Yeah. And then we we had some buns, and we whacked a burger in the bun, put a bit of vegan mayo on it, and yeah, it was tasty. Yeah, we um, sort of we tried sort of both options, didn't we? Really? Yeah. Obviously, when we went to the plant-based um, expo, we tried so much food from all the different... <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, my goodness. Not that I'm complaining. Never wanted to eat a veggie burger again. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, but our thought was when we came out, we were like, oh, it's all really nice, but some of the burgers were in buns with relish and mayo and lettuce and, and all sorts yeah. of other bits. And it's sort of like, is it the burger that tastes nice or is it because it's accompanied by a lot of other stuff that it yeah. sort of detracts from it 
not actually tasting phenomenal. Yeah, you've got pickles, you've got relish, yeah, you've got cheese, yeah. you've got mayo. It all adds to it. So if you mm-hmm. just eat it on its own, cook it up plain, does it still taste as nice? Well, I suppose yeah. you don't normally just eat a beef burger on its own, do you? No, that also has true. mayo and yeah, relish and everything. Yeah. So, so do you hard. do burgers in your cafe? Uh, yes, we make them though. Yeah, yeah. you make those, yeah. And it, obviously, then you'll have all the accompaniments, lettuce. Yeah. We, we, we do make our own sauces and yeah. ketchups and nice. brown sauce and make our own mayo and stuff like that. Great recipe in the cookbook. Right Is there? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, keep, <laughs> I keep glancing over. So for anybody that's listening and not watching, I keep glancing over at Philip's uh, cookbook. And it's um, there's, a, there's a picture on the front of pancakes and it just looks absolutely delicious. It does. Um, but yeah, I think I might need to get some afterwards. Um, but yeah... Um, but uh, one of what you mentioned the the world plant based expo. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things when we were tasting everything, so myself and Carl really liked vegan gin. <laughs> we that did really really nice. We I'd be keen to help you if you. Yeah, did. exactly. I'm, I'm glad we got the train there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, and um, but yeah, and, and we also tried burgers when we were putting them in the buns with some of the vegan cheeses as well, mm-hmm. um, sort of letting it melt a bit. Um, and, and it is, it's. I think I think it is a, a really. It's become a really good alternative. You know, we've got McDonald's who are doing plant based burgers. Put some money behind it, haven't they? It's yeah, research. absolutely, yeah, exactly. And that's you know, what's happening. You know, we we spoke before. We came in the room here and, 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 you know, three, four years ago, who'd have thought McDonald's would have been... I never thought that would come out of my mouth. No. Vegan burger at McDonald's. No, no. And then you can, you just know that KFC are probably going to come out with a vegan chicken burger soon. And, you know... Burger King have done the same. I think they've all got one now. Yeah. 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 Um, And and it is a good alternative. Um, And so... So one of the questions is, you know, you, you obviously you've been a vegan for 30 years. Yeah. You feel healthier. You yeah, feel yeah, yeah. more no, vitalized. No, absolutely. Yeah, I feel great. Yeah. Yeah. No regrets. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's... My parents still think it's a phase I'm going through. <laughs> <laughs> 30 years old. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> After 30 years. Yeah. 30 years. He'll come out of it soon. Being a restaurant, being cookbook. Still a phase. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Should keep you inviting you around for tea. Like, no, I'm not coming. Yeah, don't cook me none of that vegan rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> Just out of curiosity, what's some of the ingredients, like typical ingredients that you'd put in the burgers that you make yourself? Like, are they sort of obviously these are like meat alternatives? Sure. So the ones that you make, are they like sort of like what you said with sausages, like more vegetable burgers? Yeah, we make we make um. We use brown rice and soy as a base and then mushrooms and onions to give it. We try and keep it a veggie burger, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. Not, so it's not a meat alternative because yeah. yeah. it's, it's a veggie burger. I think the longer, the longer you don't eat meat, the more you move away from the meaty mm-hmm. flavour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. That's a bit of a topic, isn't it? Yeah, and, that, and that, that is one of the things. It's like, yeah, it's a veggie burger or a bean burger. It's not a meat alternative, mm. and I think what these are all meat alternatives, aren't yeah. they? These are aimed at yeah turning meat meat eaters into eating more plant based, based yeah. yeah, rather than yeah rather than the vegetarian, yeah. or mm. rather than long term, yeah, absolutely. The the favourite one we found, or particularly I found, was a mushroom based. I was just thinking expo. that yeah, when you said I that, I think it was the Heston that. one, wasn't it? I had a picture time? of Heston on the stand. Yeah, I think. Is it, well, it was, they, he does a vegan burger. Doesn't I it? think so. Yeah, yeah, and that was yeah. There was all sorts of mushrooms going on there. Yeah, yeah. but everything they made was don't mushroom based. Wow. I don't think Heston's affiliated with it. I think it was just. Oh, a, that was just a bit of simplicity foods. Is it? Oh, it could have been. I can't remember. They make a they make a cracking right, burger. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, mm. they did. They, you definitely remember that. There was almost like a pulled chicken thing. Oh, they made oh, a yes. like a barbecue mm. yes. yes. beef. Yeah. Sort of. Oh, that was really that nice. That was that mushroom. Was that before or after Gordon Ramsay? That was before. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Gordon. <laughs> yes. Uh, so that brings us on nicely from burgers uh, onto the sliced cheese that we tasted in uh, Multivac last week. So we've got, uh, do you want to run through which ones we've got in front of us here, Sam? Yeah, so we've got Wicked Kitchen, Coconut Oil Alternative to Smoked Gouda, like cheese slices. Nice. We've got the Cathedral City Large Sandwich Slices, um, Applewood Smoked Vegan Slices, and the Violife also Smoky Cheddar Flavour Slices. So the first thing that hits me is that, so the Applewood one looks like cheese. Because mm. yeah, you've got the uh, you've got the the, the, the flavour on the edge of the cheese where it's been sliced, and it just it looks more like cheese. I don't mm. really know what that opinion's based from, but, uh, <laughs> but no. just, it looks more like cheese. But that's how the consumer sees it as well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's like real life. You look at it on the supermarket shelf and you think well, that looks like cheese. I might try that. But it was nice. And do you use cheese in your vegan cheese in your cafe? Uh, yes, we've just introduced Applewood. I was a bit reluctant at first, <laughs> thinking it was a bit too, um, you know, fake product, but it's been very, very popular. Te we sell 10 burgers to every one of our beautiful homemade cashew cheese. So yeah, the customer's, yeah. The customer's right, so we've kept up with it. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a good product, it melts really well. Do you think that's based on them looking at the menu and seeing that it's got Applewood cheese on? So uh, yes, choose that yeah. one we, we mentioned that it's Applewood. Okay, yeah. so they might not necessarily know the difference in taste between yours and theirs. They're just uh, choosing it because they're seeing it on the menu. And yes, actually, we yeah, want yeah, that. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And what about how it melts? I wonder. Like, are people more likely to eat it when it's sort of melted on a burger as opposed to like a slice like that? Like a couple of them. Like, I'm not going to lie. The via life is some of them. They look a bit plasticky, don't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've, um, I, I've been a bit skeptical about putting some on cheese on toast and seeing how it melts. <laughs> um, I mean, the limited um, testing we did, so we put some of the cheese slices onto the burgers that we tested, um, and yeah, it, 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 it does taste, or feels different than than a regular slice mm. of cheddar, um, but it was it was still tasty. And when you cook it in the in the cafe, do you find that you get the crispy edges like you would with normal cheese? Yes, you do. Yeah, because oh, really? that's the bit that gives yeah. you the flavour, isn't it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It melts nicely. Mm. Yeah. Finish it in the oven. Mm. Yeah. yeah, lovely. Good. But yeah, so um, one of the ones so I've tasted as well that we haven't got here is um, have, have you heard of cheese? Yes, that's one of the old sort of old school. Yeah, from, yeah. from back in the day, sort of cheese. So yeah. they're they're Butte Island Foods that manufacture those. Um, it's obviously, in, in Butte, Orkney, isn't it? It's uh, on Butte Island. Butte Island, yeah. Um, again, supposedly mention it because it's a, a multivac customer. Um, but yeah, I've tasted theirs, and and the, it is a, I like that one um, yeah. as a an alternative to regular cheese. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I think that balance of getting one that does taste okay and then there's no sort of in the middle it's then mm. to the other side of the spectrum where it is just feels plastic yeah yeah i agree with you on that one yeah there's a lot of not quite there yet i don't think yeah going on to the processing side of it it's exactly the same as processing normal cheese is it yeah you mix it you put whatever ingredients you want into it you vacuum fill it into a normally like this into a slicing log and then it goes through a slicer yeah you could do that on a you could produce that on a normal ham line or a normal cheese line. 
So you could, yeah, you just, and you'd be able to create wedges or blocks. Yep, create or whatever flavors you like, absolutely. Wow. I guess is the main ingredient change there just to coconut oil then with most of them or? Is it, is it coconut oil? Yes, generally, yeah. yeah. They, they're just trying to mask the flavor of coconut. That's sure. one thing about being a vegan, everything tastes of coconut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Don't be vegan if you don't like coconut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess vegan cheese is, is is that obviously going to be a lot healthier then than regular cheese, or Cause that's one thing that's come up, isn't it? Sort of, are vegan processed foods are they healthier than than the meat alternatives, or sometimes, but not always? Mm. I'd say, yeah, yeah. And I, I think, and I've seen some studies and some some costings. At the moment, I think it's a lot more expensive to manufacture and process vegan, vegan products. products. Well, that's interesting. Um, and the, one of the curves that I'd seen that round about by about 2025, 2026, then there'll be parity between regular meat products mm. or non-vegan products and the vegan products in the cost that it is to uh, manufacture it. I know speaking to um, one of our customers, Pilgrims, that manufacture the bacon, sliced bacon, they were saying that the cost per loin or log of, yeah. uh, of bacon um, is, is far, far higher log of bacon. Yeah, uh, than your than your standard loin of pig. You know, it's yeah. it's um, it, it is a lot lot more expensive, and that's why when you talk to customers that are processing vegan products, the yield, the giveaway, these sort of metrics are, are a lot more important for them than say your, your normal meat producers. Mm. So why was it? Why will it um, reach parity in a couple, so three or four years time? Just with the cost of ingredients, the way that you know that the, 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 there's more. I think there's more focus on on you know growing um, the, the, you know the the, the, the plant based ingredients, um, the additives that go into it. I think that that they think that the cost of those will come down. I guess the more you use, you get yeah. economies of scale. And, yeah. yeah, and if, you're, if you've got more people that are plant-based, people, more people are buying it, there's yeah. more um, money going into it, so then there's more investment into the processing and, and, and the MPD. Sure. Uh, and then, like I say, it, it, well, always, it always amazes me that somebody can predict that this will be parity and yeah, oh yeah, we'll hit this point and we'll hit that point. And, He's talking confidently. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, if you can talk confidently, anyone will believe you. Yeah, true. I suppose you should. I know that too well. <laughs> Absolutely. I think one thing with these is uh, a lot of them are well-known brands already, aren't they? Like we've got Applewood, we've got Cathedral City. I think people are probably more likely to pick up a brand that they trust. Yeah, feel comfortable with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Whereas some of the burgers and sausages, for example, I mean, you've got a couple of brands that are, that are known, but mm. a lot of them are, are pretty new on the market. So if you've not tried anything from them before, you've got no reason to trust that they're going to be good, really, have you? No, exactly. And it, uh, that's a really good point, because like I said, with the burgers, I think beyond burger, beyond meat, they, um, they're they very, the, the marketing is really good. They're in your face. You know, you sort of look at a, a shelf of burgers mm. and you go, oh, yeah, I've heard about those ones before. We were talking about this before, you know, it's it's it, it's companies having a share of the voice uh, yeah. and how they put that out there. Do they get more market share because they put more marketing into it, more mm. advertisements, you know, like we said with this and Piers Morgan, you mm. know, do they Sorry. now get more sales? Because they've aligned themselves to to ridicule and Piers Morgan, you know, <laughs> probably, <laughs> yeah, probably. I would say absolutely, yeah. 
<laughs> so it's it, 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 it's that. And, and, and yeah, I, if I was going to pick a cheese, I'd probably go for that straight mm. away if I didn't know any of the taste of sure. any of them because it's Cathedral City. Because of the brand. Sorry, I just pulled the packet there and realised <laughs> that, you know, it, you can't see it. So, yeah, it's Cathedral City. And, and, and I know that as a brand. I like their cheese, their, their regular cheddar cheese. So I would probably go with that one. But... Should you yeah, explore? Um, no, I do the same to be honest. I usually eat lacto free cheese to be fair. Do you? And Cathedral City you've bought one out and I usually would I go for that just because it's Cathedral City. You know yeah. It's a trusted brand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh so we're following cheese with the sliced meat alternatives. So um so we've got some packs in front of us here. So we've got no ham deli slices, uh finely sliced ham. What's this one here? Milano salami. And what's that pastrami. one over by you, Sam? NYC pastrami. NYC. Mm. So, <laughs> so we tasted these as well in the office. Um, and what was the general feeling of these ones, Sam? They didn't go down too well, I've got to be honest. I think it was mainly just the texture and the taste. Do you know what I mean? NYC. <laughs> <laughs> <Maybe> <laughs> just, just generally everything. Really, just generally the whole thing. Are, are we going with the look as well? Uh, <laughs> I think the. <laughs> hmm. So I think it's just a hard thing to replicate, isn't it? Especially something like salami and pastrami. That's, a, that's it's difficult. So, I mean, the, so the key difference is texture, is it? I think so. Yeah, especially sort of. I mean, I think you can tell from looking at this. You can see that this NYC right. pastrami. Yeah, it just doesn't look look. Usually, you see sort of like the the streams of like fat and things in a cooked meat, don't you? Yeah. Um, and that does look pretty flat. And the tech. I mean, I think mm. you can tell from looking at this this one. Um, it's the squeaky bean one for reference, but you can tell from looking at it, it just doesn't look the same as what what a regular meaty NYC pastrami would look like. I mean, I would say that the salami looks similar mm. to a salami. It's got some peppercorns in it. It's got some different textures in it. Different colours. Um, yeah. and, and that one, I thought, it tasted okay. It was okay, you know, as a, a meat alternative. Um, I think I would stick to proper salami, yeah. but it's it, it was it was okay. Mm. And what do so? What do you think about the 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 the, the look and uh, uh, and how it, well how it looks, Philip? I think they seem to have got the look almost right, but mm. it, I think the key thing is getting the flavour right. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, it's a mm. difficult one because I know that um, a, a lot of these companies um, they are doing a lot of MPD with trying to get uh, the fibrous element right. of them so you know regular meat that it tears it has a you know that that texture mm. when you tear it what, like this corn one here you've got yeah things got bamboo shoots is that right? yeah so they're, they're, i think they you know a lot of them are looking at bamboo shoots a lot of them using pea fibers again to take it back um i know that um a lot of these companies have looked at different paddle configurations with the uh, the Alaska equipment, absolutely, yeah, um, absolutely. and and because it was, if I remember rightly, it was all about the swirls and how the meat is, you know, when right. it's mixed, it gives a certain swirl. If you've got a Z arm or if you've got yeah, intermeshing right. things like that, uh, and it gives it a different look and feel to it the does. to the slice. If you mix it too much, it almost becomes emulsion. Yeah, and yeah. You, and then Some of them have looked mm. like that. Yeah. Exactly, and it looks like a preformed ham. You yeah. know, like a regular ham. Yeah, well, that's right. that. To take it back, that's how I think that they've mixed that sausage too much, and Guess. it's like right. an emulsion, and it was just it creates almost like a hot dog sausage. Yeah, it was awful. traditional hot dog mm. sausage. Yeah, 
Um, I mean, you look at some of these, I mean, this this ham sliced, maybe it's because it's finely sliced, but some of them fall down in the, that doesn't look very attractive in the packet as it is. So mm. some of them are obviously led down in the packet, so sort of shingle nicely onto each other, don't they? But no, exactly. some of them just don't look, I mean, it doesn't look like you'd be able to get a full slice out of that one if you pulled it away. It looked like it would maybe crumble. Mm. And and I think the the other way that it's going as well. So so for the people that are listening. So in front of us we've got two plastic packs uh, from Quorn, and then we've got three paperboard formed paperboard packs as well. And I think the um, and and obviously if Elliot was here he'd be going into it in in very. Uh, <laughs> He's got a lot of statistics for us. That's yes. impressive. In great. Yeah. yeah. He, so so Elliot. Sorry, Elliot. Yeah. <laughs> How do you know Elliot? <laughs> <laughs> he's in our materials department, and 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 he's been on the the previous two podcasts, and yeah, he he would talk about recyclability, sustainability, circular economy, yeah. compostable, all of these kind right. of things, and he, you know, it, we learn a lot from him, you know. So the Quorn one here, because it's a peel reseal and it's got a laser score around it, we know that if the if the lid stays on the pack, that pack is fully recyclable. But I think what, what the impression I get with, with plant-based or, or vegan uh, companies is if they have a paperboard, it looks better for them. It looks that they're more or more interested in, in, in the environment, more sustainability. Yeah, I guess if you had two products you'd never tried before next to each other, mm. you'd probably pick the one perhaps that has looked more recyclable. Yeah. And it, it also it, looks more premium. I was about to say that. I think yeah. in comparison between the two, it looks more high-end, doesn't it? Obviously, some of that might also be the design that's actually on it, but it mm. does. It looks a bit more. Because I, I think that, you know, that again, I've learned this from Elliot, is that, that the, if you've got this, so, so when I say a, a laser score, you've got a, a fine laser score here. Mm -hmm. And when you open that up, you get there's a there's a, an, a, a sort of a, like a perimeter yeah, yeah a perimeter around it and if you don't if you don't take the lid completely off then that is fully recyclable um curbside but yeah exactly yeah I did not know that till now um but but it does look more premium um to have the paperboard um and also the you know the the, the paper on board as well so the the, the skin what's it called you know with the skin packs and things like that they look more premium as well skin on board yeah um they certainly do so you touched on sustainability there and i think a lot of veganism new veganism if that's what you call it it is to do with sustainability as well environment mm. yeah, absolutely so uh, yeah and i think a lot of people will be interested to know how these ingredients are sourced as well from a sustainability point of view definitely and that's the sort of thing that we do at our event in swindon our Oktoberfest. so we've got we work with our ingredients partners we have the the machinery there and we can well like our last one we've we came up with a formulation for vegan sausage rolls so that we worked it, yeah. with an ingredients partner we had our equipment our bowl choppers we had our fridge equipment and we made vegan sausage rolls that was it. And didn't you also make vegan burgers as well? We made some vegan burgers as well, and we Cooked tasted them, them and, eat, yeah. and, then, and we ate them, yeah, and they were good. <laughs> they were. <laughs> they were. They were, actually. <laughs> they were good. So, so we, we um, I can't remember who was the ingredients supplier. Oh, it was Ingredion we used last time. Yeah, so we, we, we got them to come in, and we had a bowl chopper, and they yeah. supplied the ingredients. We mixed it all up. Then we put it onto the Risco, was it the RS4 yeah. series? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and then we formed the burgers and then we put them in the oven and yeah, it was 
it was they, they, they tasted quite nice actually. Um, You've got full traceability then, haven't you? Where, yeah, yeah. Where your ingredients are yeah. from? Are they sustainably mm. sourced all the way mm. through right to the pack? Yeah, definitely. And we've, you know, on on the subject of the sustainability, we do a lot of work on on, you know, reducing carbon footprint. You know, sure. um, yeah. can we reduce the cost to the customer by changing from an air lifting system to an electrical servo lifting system? So there is, and it all links in to 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 you know sustainability. Uh, and sourced reliably. I think that's important with vegan products. Mm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, definitely. In terms of the sliced meats, I guess, um, like, do you find yourself using sliced, obviously not meats, but meat alternatives in your cafe merch, in your restaurant? Never. No, that's... So, I mean, it's not... It doesn't seem to be as much of a popular sort of meat alternative product, does it? I don't know whether it's still growing or... Nobody comes in what for I mean? a pastrami sandwich. No, exactly. <laughs> no, you, you don't no. really, do you? They you do. Just <laughs> you just have to send them somewhere else. <laughs> send them to Subway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we've got some um, meat-free bacon as well, haven't we? We've got the Levee that we mentioned earlier. With mm. the, I think this might be my favourite package in this one. Yeah, so um, obviously it tells you that it's made from plants, <laughs> not from ass. <laughs> so yeah, that makes us chuckle. Bacon's um, a huge market in the UK, isn't it, as well? Absolutely yeah, huge. Yeah, and so you've also got some there from uh, Richmond as well, um, which is um, manufactured on, on our uh, processing or production line, the slicer and the thermoformer. And they do, I think they do a streaky and a back bacon version mm. of it. Um, and I've actually tasted that one. Uh, and, and that one is is really nice. Really? Yeah. I yeah. think oh, that's a big thing for me, a fake how, bacon how sandwich. Oh, no, that's what I meant. It's such a touchy thing for... So yeah. so when you'd cook it, the look of it, you know, with a with a bit of bag, proper, you know, I say proper back bacon, pork <laughs> back bacon, you get the curl where the rind is, you know, it's cooking and things like that. That one... I think if you cooked it and then put it into a sandwich really quickly so you didn't see it, <laughs> then it's all right. The lights in the kitchen were off. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It would taste all right because I've watched the process of that one in the factory. So so they they, they, they process it, they extrude it, they, um, they then put it into a, a smokehouse uh, and they'll smoke it yeah. uh, and then they freeze it and then they, they bring it to the line to be sliced. And, and I would say that that one, for me, I've tasted some of the other ones um, and and I think um, Sam referred to the Levy one like um, was it a fruit wind up? <laughs> yeah, fruit wind up. <laughs> yeah, it just looks pretty flat. I yeah, guess, doesn't it? I, to, yeah. So for me, the, the 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 other alternatives to the Richmond one, uh, they're too uniform. So you've got a slab of product. Yes. Let's cut it at three mil or two and a half mil. Let's call it a piece of bacon because mm. we've got a bit of white in there and a bit of. This mm. is bacon. I think it's got probably a good flavour, but mm. it looks like a, a children's bookmark. Yes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> it's Whereas, too uniform. Yeah. 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 It's too Whereas, straight around the edges. So, so the the whole philosophy or the or the, the the idea with the MPD for Richmond was to to get the fat contours, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and to get the fat in between the layers as well. But then also smoking it um, and, and trying to get that smoky taste to it as well. Um, so yeah, I would. Um, I would. You eat that. You eat that again. Yeah, I would actually. Yeah, yeah I does would. It, does it go crispy <laughs> like normal bacon? You can get it crispy. You can. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, it is um, is a good alternative, I would say, to to pork bacon. Mm. I don't think I would ever go away completely from pork bacon. Mm. But I love a bacon sandwich. 
know. It's like you didn't want to admit that on, on, yeah. the, on the podcast. You oh, said it quietly. Is that why you whispered it? <laughs> <laughs> we might yeah. talk it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sam loves a bacon sandwich. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so, yeah, and I think, you know, I think the bacon is, is getting there. I think the, the, uh, the sliced meats. Um, work in progress. Yeah, mm. definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah they've got sure. they've got a bit bit more to catch up, really. So one of the things that I always I don't know does it annoy me, bug me, is so when you look at plant based products, they all refer to a meat name. So it's a no ham slice or chicken free or uh, bacon, back okay. bacon, streaky bacon. Mm. They call them sausages. So, I mean, it's just like a discussion point. You know, should they use those names? Should they have a different name? I heard there was sort of, there was government legislation. Certainly, I know we discussed it just briefly about the milk, but also about the the, the, the sort of meat names. And, you know, so should these producers say it's a vegetarian cylinder instead of a sausage, <laughs> you know, that sort of thing, you know. It, <laughs> What's a burger going to call this? A circle? Yeah, yeah, you know, a meat-free disc. A meat-free disc? You know, and it's like, the, the, I suppose the question also is, you know, you become vegan because you don't want to eat meat. Sure. Mm. Then, but then, why do you then? Why are you still trying to eat meat? Exactly. Yeah. That's how it. I think it's so, a transition. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. it's hard to go from, you know, it's eating eating meat fully and then start eating chickpeas and beans. It's a completely yeah. different diet. I think there's a bit of a transition period. That's a strength. Yeah. That's that's a that's good, good point, point to actually. touch on. Isn't it? Like yeah. people that have eaten meat before, or or children that are raised not to eat meat ever. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because my, so my daughter, um, she announced over Christmas that she was become a vegetarian, um, and my wife's brother, um, she's um, uh, sorry, my wife's brother's girlfriend is vegetarian, so we said to my daughter, said, well, speak to Suzanne and get some advice from her, and she was saying actually, she said, don't do it straight, you know, don't go from eating meat to she eating not. no meat. You know, do it a couple of days each week, and then sort of build it up all as it goes all or along. Something rather than all or nothing. Yeah, yeah exactly. There's um, no hybrid, is there? There should be a hybrid sausage, like half pork and half vegetable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like a car, you don't go from you know, from petrol to all electric. You go hybrid first, right? <laughs> exactly. That's a really good point. There you go. It's like an in between stage in between sausage. Yeah. I mean, just to update you as well, the mm-hmm. my daughter's um, vegetarianism. It lasted for about five days. Yeah, um, bit like mine. Yeah, five yeah. days. Yeah, it was uh, a bit like dry January for me. Then, yeah, it? she was committed. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, and it, it is. I think there's a so the the people that aren't vegetarian um, maybe ridicule vegetarian people or vegan sure. people. Oh, why are you still eating? You know, chicken. It says chicken. You still want to eat meat? All this kind of stuff. And it was just yeah, it was. Something that's always maybe confused me, or yeah, mm. yeah. I guess though, I guess sometimes the people might argue that they're they're sort of trying to imitate this meat because some people do like, do a bit of a fifty fifty veganism, don't they? Yeah, part time vegan, if you want to call it. 
can't remember what the actual name for it is, but then... I think Flexitarian. Ver- that's flexitarian. it, Flexitarian, yeah, that's yeah. a thing, that's a thing. It is a thing. So maybe that's sort of for people that, that are still really just, they don't want to be a vegan, but or they're interested in trying free Monday, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. And it goes back to sustainability, isn't it? Like, mm, people yeah. are doing that because they're worried about the environment. Exactly, yeah. make an impact on you that. Know, exactly. And then uh, the other question, obviously, is, well, in this sort of cost of living crisis times that we're living through, you know, is veganism cheaper? Is it healthier? Is it, so is it cheaper to start with or is it more expensive? And then if it is more expensive, is it worth the health benefits to cross over into veganism? And I'm not sure. I think, I think from what I've seen on supermarket shelves that the products at the moment are slightly higher uh, in cost than your regular products. Yeah. But do the health benefits outweigh I wouldn't necessarily see them as a a healthy alternative. Mm. I think you need to be moving towards eventually the plant yeah, plants and beans and pulses. Mm. They're really healthy. Diet. Yeah, 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 vegetarian diet. So uh, transitional foods, mm. and inviting friends around for barbecues, things like that. I think these, a lot of these products are. It's a good point, actually. Hangover sausage sandwich. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we, exactly. yeah, I and mean, we touched about it before. The, 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 there's two elements here. There's 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 vegetarianism, but then there's meat alternatives like we mm. touched before. Yeah, I think we're saying vegetarianism, but it's like vegetable-based, isn't it? Rather yeah. than meat alternatives. Yeah. It's, it's a strange one. And we're saying that meat alternatives are, aren't are as healthy as the vegetarian. I think it's, a, it's picking the right one. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of ones with pea protein now. I think it's just pretty healthy. But then again, your, your leading burger there has got lots of coconut fat in it. So mm. is that healthy? But then again, some of the sure. some of the meat products as well have you know come down in fat, and they're also yeah, not exactly. as bad. They have yeah. come down in fat, have they? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I could get five percent. I'm guessing sausages aren't really full of yeah. the best, best cuts, are they? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. Trust me, they're no. Yeah. <laughs> we see it on a daily basis. <laughs> so we've covered a lot of points uh, in today's episode, haven't we? Um, so we've gone through the uh, the taste testing that we've done and the, and the products I think we've discussed a lot about um, packaging and, and and you know the um, where the, the, the products are coming from haven't we mm-hmm. um, and um, and also about you know other things like mindful eating and is it cheaper and healthier and I think it, it's been a great uh, it's been a great discussion don't you think yeah I agree yeah, so. yeah. learned some things yeah so um what i'd like to do is thank uh, everybody for being here today especially uh philip could you just let people know where they can connect with you how they can find you um you know how, how can they get hold of your amazing uh, cookbook um green rocket cafe in bath uh, near parade gardens you probably had to find that fairly straightforward and our book is available online through amazon but preferably through our own website, www.thegreenrocket.co.uk. <laughs> yeah, um, lots of independent bookshops sell it as well, as well as people like Waterstones, etc., etc. I think you've just had a quick flick through it, haven't you, Sam? Yeah, some delicious looking things yeah. in there. Um, just try and focus on tasty food. Mm. That's, yeah. the, that's where a lot of vegan restaurants go wrong. They're trying to be your doctor. Um, mm, we're just trying to make okay. tasty, tasty food. Yeah. It's fresh. So, yeah, nothing, there's, no, there's not, no rocket science in there. Okay. But yeah, just just tasty food. Nice. Excellent. Nice. Yeah, and uh, yeah, just also to thank uh, thank you for listening to episode three. We'll we'll be doing episode four soon. But uh, thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks very much. 